my fellow Americans, and all those listening overseas. Welcome back to Visiting the Presidents. I'm your host, Joe Fakash, and today I have a special treat for you. It's the first in a few that I am going to do where I am interviewing someone that I went to a presidential site or several. The first episode is going to feature my friend Stephanie Gaskill. Stephanie and I have been friends since 2008. (laughs) She's somebody I met in grad school, and I'm going to let her explain some of the presidential sites that we visited. And I think it will offer listeners a chance to understand what it's like to visit some of these sites from somebody who's not like me and an obsessive. What's it like to experience it as a casual viewer or somebody who... You know, maybe is more interested in the architecture or some other aspect. So that is something I think we'll have in a few of these interviews. So you can look forward to that. The next interview is going to be with my good friend, Matt Hoekstetler. So look forward to that one as well. One thing that I hope you will be forgiving about is the sound quality in a few places where I brought my microphone. It is not the typical setup. And in this case, we had to pass the microphone back and forth. Stephanie is also not by nature a loud person like me. And so you might hear her being a little bit more quiet than you're normally listening to me blaring or bleeding or braying. And so please be forgiving about that. But with that, we'll go to the interview. All right. So Stephanie, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and your travel history? Uh, I'm Stephanie Gaskill. I am your friend. Most of the time. My travel history, mainly, I've traveled a little bit outside the U.S., but mainly in the U.S., lots of national parks, uh, monuments and such, and then some presidential travels with you. Did you travel much as a child? And I do know the answer. Yes. So when I was little, probably up until high school, I traveled with my parents down to Texas from Ohio every year to see my grandparents in Houston and then in Dallas and Fort Worth. But then when I was a teenager, my dad decided that he wanted to start taking us to all the national parks. So we'd drive from Ohio to Colorado to the Rocky Mountains to Yosemite, Yellowstone. I've been to a lot of the national parks. Can you give the listeners an idea of your education and background? Well, we both went to Bowling Green State University. That's where I got my undergrad. Well, I guess before that, uh, for all you Toledo, Ohio listeners, I went to Rogers High School, go Rams, and then went to BGSU for undergrad and then my master's and then went on to University of North Carolina for my PhD. In religious studies. I work at Operation Restoration, which is a nonprofit for currently and formerly incarcerated women and girls. And I work on the educational programming, mainly the college and prison program in partnership with Tulane at the Louisiana Correctional Institute for Women. And where are we recording from? From my living room in the Lower Ninth Ward in New Orleans. So we are doing some traveling. In listening to the podcast, you're familiar with the idea that I'm going to all of the presidential sites. When did you first know that I was a little cuckoo for the presidents? 
Uh, I think it was pretty early on in her friendship. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think when I when I first knew. Well, I knew you were writing your master's thesis on FDR. No, it wasn't FDR. It was um, James Cook. Yes. So I knew that. And then I think I remember you telling me about your parents bringing you to the Hall of the Presidents and how upset you were about. I remember hearing that on the podcast how upset you were that none of the presidents spoke except for Abraham Lincoln. None of them gave speeches. It was traumatizing. So I, I remember that. I think there was maybe a trivia. You remember when we did all those trivia nights? Oh, yeah. I think there were some presidential <laughs> questions then. Maybe that was when. It's hard to remember not knowing that you were. <laughs> and then before me, had you ever visited a presidential site? Other than going to Washington, D.C. in eighth grade, I think we went to Mount Vernon. I think we also went to Abraham Lincoln's death site, like the house where he died. Well, it depends on if you consider something. No, this wouldn't be a presidential site. Uh, the Jefferson Memorial. So then when it comes to what you think about presidential sites, what is the use? Why should people go visit them? The thing that I'm always most interested in in your podcast and just in uh, sites that are preserved is why, who decided that those were sites to be preserved. And obviously it's because they're presidents and they love the country, but something I've learned in the podcast is just how little we care about some of the presidents and how much we care about others. Um, and it's not always the ones you'd expect, uh, but I'm always interested in the the politics of it and how it's presented and uh, what gets talked about and what doesn't. Uh, so that's been interesting as we've gone through the, the podcast to learn about that. All right. So now looking at the presidential sites that we've visited, Stephanie and I visited several presidential sites, but never really setting out to visit them. I can think of one major exception, but Stephanie has been a very good sport in going along with them. So Stephanie, I am going to give you some of the presidential sites we visited. And if you can just give us a brief remembrance, what comes to mind when I mention it. So our first trip that we ever took, we were taking Stephanie back from Toledo to North Carolina and went by way of Niles, Ohio, and then to Pennsylvania to see our friend Gary and uh, Jill Cirelli, and then to Washington, D.C. for a few days. Then we stayed with my sister, I believe, in North Carolina. We went to visit Brittany and her classroom, and her students all thought we were her parents, which did not feel good in the moment, but, and then dropped you off at Chapel Hill. So on the way, we visited the William McKinley birthplace in Niles, Ohio. What do you remember about the William McKinley birthplace monument? Okay. Was there a statue like in the middle of some sort of town square thing? I sort of remember it being circular. They have a very interesting birthplace. And I went this past summer with my friend, Matt Hoekstetler, and we will get him on the podcast at a future date. But yes, we revisited this. And so the... Uh, people in Niles have erected a library, they call it the Memorial Library, and this circular, it's around the statue of William McKinley, but it has busts of the other presidents. 
So that's what you remember from that site. I mean, how long has that been? I believe it was 2011. So time. then after that, we went to Washington, D.C. What do you remember about that? About Washington, D.C. at that point? Well, I remember walking up to the Washington Monument at night, and it was so hot that you could still touch it and feel how hot from absorbing all the sunlight it had been. I remember you had blood in your shoe because we had walked so much. (laughs) I'm a fan of public transportation, full disclosure, but I also like to walk and planned so that we would be walking most of the day and paid, paid dearly. Stephanie's too nice to recall in this setting, but I'll do it for her, that I had sweated so much through my shirt that my undershirt, my white t-shirt was this pink color <laughs> from the coral shirt that I was wearing. But it was it was so hot. I remember for dinner, you remember what we had? We had a bomb pop popsicle. Really? Yes, it was that hot. And it was like 10 o'clock in the day and we were just not hungry. So then we went to James Madison's home in Orange, Virginia. We saw the Madison estate called Montpelier and visited his gravesite. What do you remember about that? The main two things I remember, one is just a memory and one is from like Facebook picture memories that pop up from time to time. The picture memory that I have is I took a picture next to the statue of Madison. Um, And I think... I, was it to scale? He was, I remember him being short. He was very short. And so like the picture is of me kind of like looking, looking down on him. He was five two. Not that I'm that tall, but he was taller, you know. <laughs> and what was the other memory? That really long road where we didn't know, was that on the way in or the way? I, I think it was the way out was, because we were pretty tired and it was like a dirt road. It was so long ago that this was before GPS in the car. I had printed directions to get from Washington, D.C., where our hotel was, to Montpelier, and then from there to get down to North Carolina to where Brittany lived. And the printed directions were one way going in and one way going out, and the other was a dirt road that ran somewhat adjacent to the estate but was completely unpaved horrifically like my car was pretty damaged by that point but I just remember it overheating at one point you remember that yeah. I remember really scared that yes. I was gonna break down in the middle of the forest outside of Orange Virginia the next trip associated with the president's would have been in April of 2016 when I came to visit you in St. Louis and told you that I wanted to go to Kansas City Missouri why to see the Harry Truman home, library, and his gravesite in Independence. I remember the house looking pretty, I remember thinking it looked kind of similar to the house I grew up in. Pretty plain, not a lot of frills. Although inside, I remember it maybe being a little bit more, not ornate exactly, but there was some more like fancy furniture and stuff. Were there two different houses? There was like the house where he was living in and something else. We went to the library. Maybe that was it. Maybe the library was the more ornate thing. I remember we went by the house first and you had to get tickets at the library and set up for a later tour. Yeah. 
and so we had we went through the library and then came back. So that might be where you're. Okay. Yeah. But I remember the house. That that was the thing that stuck with me the most is that the house seemed pretty simple. Yes. Do you remember where they had Beth Truman had her children or grandchildren would put marbles in the radiator? That's what I remember about oh, the interior of the house. I didn't remember that. She that. had to keep getting after her grandchildren. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it felt like she had just moved out. Remember they mm -hmm. had like everything was, as she said, including a calendar that she had by the door that was um, 1982, the year she died. And oh, like the wow. month that she died. Hmm. So do you remember anything about the museum, the Harry Truman Museum? Not a lot, honestly. I don't remember that much about it. Okay. Very excited? Nothing? No, no. Do you remember anything about the Kansas City trip? For some reason, I remember you really wanting to find a Starbucks so you could get a peach tea. <laughs> our, our next trip was then in 2017. I was on a quest to go through the old Confederacy and visit almost every state, pretty much. And I think in total that summer, I visited 22 of the 50 states. It was a lot. But I came through New Orleans. And you were riding back with me to Ohio. And on the way, we stopped in Nashville to see both James Polk's gravesite. This was in the evening. Do you remember anything about the James Polk gravesite? I remember it looks like a Parthenon or something, right? That's about as much as I remember. And they are planning to move it. They have recently made announcements that they're thinking about moving it back to Columbia, Tennessee. The next day we went to the Andrew Jackson home in uh, the Hermitage. And so we saw his home and we saw his gravesite. I think honestly that I'm conflating those two because I kind of remember there being like a plain house out in a field somewhere. Am I making that up? Mm -mm. I, for some reason I had that associated with James Polk, but that's it. Maybe thinking of the Parthenon, the Parthenon that they mm. have recreated at the exposition site? No, this was like a plain house. This could be like a trip to Sauter Village as a child. Then I'm... <laughs> That's the thing when you travel too much. All right, so you have done quite a few presidential sites. Any one of them you would consider your favorite? I think the Madison site, just because that was uh, a really fun trip. And it sticks out in my mind the most, probably because of that really long dirt road. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Are there any presidential sites that you want to visit now that you've listened to the podcast or from anything else you've read or thought about? I want to see the, was it the William Henry Harrison house where all that other stuff happened? The Berkeley Plantation where yeah. the first Thanksgiving and Taps was written mm -hmm. and Benedict Arnold captured it. And, yes, and then it had been, and wasn't it the one that was in such disrepair that there were like, Animal feces and <laughs> yeah. stuff, yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be it. All right, and then as a final question, what have you enjoyed about the podcast so far? I think like most of your listeners, I really like when you make yourself laugh. Which happens a lot. I like, too, that you always delve into the presidents and sort of how they became who they were and try to understand them as people. Uh, and even though they reached these lofty positions, they were just people with parents who had these different dynamics and um, 
just seeing how that would have played into their leadership, which sometimes makes it scary that just regular old people have so much power and make so many decisions that affect everyone else. Very good. Do you have a favorite episode so far? It really makes me laugh. Uh, the I told you this earlier today, the, the episode with Franklin Pierce and how he said that his house was at the bottom of the lake, but not when he was born. <laughs> Sometimes you, you know, just got to make clear. Or when you said that, uh, Jay, I told you this earlier too, that um, James Buchanan's mother said she would die if he left. And then she did. <laughs> Some of it I am, you know, really interested in too. Like I'm learning things as we go along as well. So um, sometimes I'm learning it as I'm sharing it. So, or thinking about it in different ways, which ever the consummate teacher, right? Finally, do you have future travel plans? What, where would you like to go? Well, we're supposed to travel through Europe like old people at some point, <laughs> as you have told me. Yeah, I'd like to travel. I'd like to travel outside of the country more. I feel like I've seen a lot of the U.S., Maybe not as much the East Coast. I've seen a lot of the Midwest and South and um, out West as well, but I'd like to travel out of the country more. Um, South America would be cool. And what would you say to somebody who was on the fence about traveling? Don't see the need for it or is not interested in it. How would you sell them on getting out there? Well, I can only speak for taking road trips around the U.S. uh, because, like I said, I haven't traveled outside of the U.S. as much. So I haven't been in unfilming places where I don't know the language or things like that. But I do think you learn a lot about yourself when you're on the road, when especially when things aren't going right. Um, You learn your levels of patience and when they reach their limit. Uh, So... I think it's useful in that in that sense of being able to learn a lot about yourself as well as about presidents, for example. <laughs> I always find that in traveling, I always get a lot of empathy getting to see mm. the situation. And I think one of the things with looking at the presidential birthplaces in particular is the conditions that these different men grew up in. And they are so wide ranging. And you think about your own childhood ambitions and dreams and get to see how those might have been different based on where you were, but just interesting to see what leads us to the path that we're going to go down. And I'm sure if I had told you when I met you 14 years ago that you would be here, we would be here in your living room in New Orleans, you wouldn't believe it. And yeah, here we are. Stephanie did mention at the beginning that she has a doctorate and um, we both finished our PhDs and Certainly that's not something that everybody does, but uh, I think certainly fulfilling a goal that you set for yourself is something that I'm proud of for myself and proud of you for yourself as well. Thank you. um, Yeah, just getting to see how you live now has been a lot of fun. Any closing thoughts? Thanks for having me on. Uh, I feel really honored. I'm a big fan of the podcast. Listen to all the episodes, sometimes multiple times because they always make me laugh. Very good. All right. Thank you. I wanted to thank my good friend, Stephanie, for the interview, for all of her kind words. I am more than touched that I have people that I'm able to drag to these places and that I have somebody that I've been as close to for so long. And so thank you again, Stephanie. 
And for the rest of you, I look forward to seeing you out there on the road as well. On Instagram, if you're visiting these presidential sites, please reach out and let me know. And I can share your deets with everyone. I'm also still traveling and trying to get out there this summer and have presidential travel plans in the future. So keep your eyes peeled for all of those different opportunities. See you next week when we get into the presidential site for Benjamin Harrison.